Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us today. My name is JJ Jackson. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at McDonald's. On today's program, we chat with Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack to discuss everything going on in the world of ACC football with Duke and with NC State. Thanks again for listening to our show. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen when it comes to everything in the world of Duke athletics. Follow our program on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Take this time to follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. I greatly appreciate when you do that. Follow and subscribe to our program wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I appreciate when you do that. Any questions you may have, I answer those in the Mailbag Monday installments of this program. Send them to us on Twitter, again, at LO underscore Blue Devils, or send an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Looking forward to letting you hear this conversation that I had with Kenton Gibbs. He was a delight to catch up with. It's going to be awesome. So let's take a listen after this quick break. Again, you're tuned in to Locked On Blue Devils. This episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on the long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I love McDonald's so much, I could proudly say I spent one year in high school working at McDonald's. Make sure you go by and check out your local McDonald's. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there, proudly sponsoring the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils here on this fine Friday. J.J. Jackson is my name, as you know. I want to go and welcome in a colleague of mine with the Locked On Podcast Network, none other than Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack and a colleague of mine with Locked On ACC. Kenton, my man, thanks for the time. How are you, bro? I'm excited as always, man. Anytime I get to talk to you, J.J., you you bring the professionalism to this gig. (laughs) And I bring all the slap, you know what, that we can't say because we're trying to bring, keep a clean rating on uh, Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify as well. So, you know, it's, it's always great to be with you. So here we are. We're getting towards the end of football season, over halfway home with basketball season right up the corner as well. A lot of exciting games have already taken place in the ACC. The year has been crazy because of the, the Clemson dynamic in mm-hmm. this conference and not being the Clemson that we're used to. How surprised are you truly? You and I were on a preview podcast with Locked on ACC right before the season got started. We talked yes. a little bit about Clemson, minus Trevor Lawrence, minus Travis Etienne. How surprised are you with Clemson football? You know, it's not I, – I think that the thing we all need to put in perspective here is Clemson was so dominant above everybody else – that we're now being shell-shocked by them losing to two teams that everybody said, hey, if they don't win, if if Clemson doesn't win the conference, it'll be one of these two. I mean, Pitt has Kenny Pickett having a Heisman year. Um, NC State, if they can ever figure out how to stop running trick plays, 
I think that they will be on course to uh, make the ACC championship. So this is a situation where Clemson is – it is shocking that they are as bad as they are offensively. It is, it is flatly shocking there because I expected a drop-off. I didn't expect them to fall off a cliff and never get back up. That's, that's not something I saw coming. And so, obviously, a lot of hype with DJ Uyangale. He's going to be a five-star quarterback taking over for Trevor Lawrence. Saw him a little bit in spots. But, I mean, yeah, no one saw – like, he was benched, Kenton. This man yeah. was benched. Yeah. I think the worst – I think that the position that uh, evaluators do the worst job at as far as, you know, scouting uh, players coming out of high school is quarterback. Because there are so many different factors that go into a quarterback success that we really don't do a good job of accounting for. For example, Clemson is so used to success and dominating. Let me ask you this. When's the last time that Clemson starters have had to play eight entire games in the season? Yeah. You see I don't what know. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, we, we can't even fathom, like, wait, Clemson's not up 60 and their starters are out by the middle of the third right. in half of their conference games? We're not talking about the the the, the games non-con you, games, yeah. Exactly, where you pay the uh, the, the Southeast Louisiana directional school <laughs> for the differently able to get beat by a thousand. We're not talking about that game. We're talking about in conference. At the end of the day, I want to compare the two Georgia Tech games from last year to this year. Last year's Georgia Tech game, Travis Etienne had eight carries between the tackles for two hundred and seventy-three yards. This year, they beat Georgia Tech by three points. That, that sums up the chasm that, that there is between last year's Clemson team and this one. Outside of Clemson, what's been the biggest story from ACC football this year? Uh, just the, the – the, um, what is the word? I, I, are you a The Wire fan? And I, even if you're not, I'm sure that there are plenty of – There are people out there for sure. You know, chaos is a ladder. And that is what has, has um, definitely come out of the ACC this year. I mean, everybody is looking at Pitt and saying that they're the team to beat. If we don't, if we don't get too far ahead of ourselves here, that's the same Pitt team that pissed down their leg and lost to Western Michigan. And then you look over to the Atlantic side and you say, well, Wake Forest is undefeated. Let me let you in on something about Wake Forest. In all of their last three games, they've allowed 32 points or more in each of their last three, uh, including a 56-point allowance to um, Army. And granted, you think to yourself, well, it's a service academy. They bring different things with the triple option. You're not prepared for it. Wake had a bye week going into that game. Yeah, They had an abnormal circumstance that set them up for success. Right. And they were one of the worst all year. Army has not scored 50 points all year except against them. So this is a situation where Wake Forest is going to be underdogs in at least two of their uh, three – I mean, two of their four games going down the stretch. They've still got Clemson. They've still got UNC. They've still got NC State. So they've got some, some good ball that they got to play ahead of them. And with that being said, I'm not sure about them. But then you say, well, who's going to supplant them in the Atlantic if not uh, uh, Wake Forest? And then you say, well, NC State. NC State pisses down their leg on the road every time. Every time, they cannot figure it out. We had a great game on the road against Boston College. Other than that, um, again, when we went to Starkville, we could not do anything in the red zone. We could move the ball between the 20s, wonderful. But once we got in the red zone, uh, oh, let's throw a jump pass. Oh, oh, let's. All of a sudden, we couldn't figure it out. Against Miami, we let a quarterback who's talked mess that, about a game that he didn't even play in 
come out and put four touchdowns on us. So at the end of the day, you don't know which NC State team that you're going to get. And then you say, well, who's next after that? I mean, you got a, a Louisville team that's completely dependent upon Malik Cunningham and praying that he has the ball last. That's the reality of what you got with Louisville. Malik Cunningham is dynamic. People said that he's a poor man's Lamar Jackson. No, he's – he's. It, I know that Lamar Jackson is still alive, but he's Lamar Jackson reincarnate. The man has 13 rushing touchdowns on the season. He's their leading rusher by a mile against Ole Miss. In the middle of, I want to say it was either the second or the third quarter, he was the leading passer, rusher, and receiver while playing Ole Miss. So, you know, Louisville, if, if Malik Cunningham don't have that ball last, they're toast. So you're really looking at coastal craziness, but Pitt seems to have a hold of it. And now we're looking at Atlantic madness, which yeah. we've never seen before. I need you to talk about my Duke Blue Devils now, if you will, because you mentioned oh. what's left on the schedule for Wake Forest. And you omitted Duke. I understand why, but that game is coming up tomorrow. So talk about the Blue Devils. Okay, listen, do we have to? You know what? It's locked on. <laughs> listen, okay, it's, it's locked on Blue Devils, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Duke their respect right now. The fact of the matter is this is a, a really tough situation for Duke fans because we're seeing the ACC more open than it's ever been, and Duke doesn't have the horses in the stable. Again. And that's so tough. That's so, because who doesn't like Coach Cutcliffe, right? Like, who, who doesn't? But with that being said, I mean, honestly and truly, I think that Bobo is a really – Jake Bobo is a really good receiver. I think that Jalen Calhoun can do some things with the ball in his hand. Of course, we know how electric Mateo Duran is. But beyond them, what else do you really have, not just on this offense, but on this team? I mean, and, and this, it's no disrespect – to Duke's defense, but if you look at some of the teams that they played and some of the, the totals that they've given up, how do you not put up a single point on UVA? Let me explain something to you about how bad UVA's defense has been. They could not stop a runny nose with all three versions of the COVID vaccine, with boosters, <laughs> with some Robitussin, with all the tissue that money can buy that you were going to TP houses with on Halloween. You understand? <laughs> so, so to not be able to score a point against them, that's got to be demoralizing. And like you said, coming down the stretch, this is one of those situations that Duke fans are relatively used to and saying, well, ACC media days have passed. Basketball season's on the <laughs> way, folks, because this, this football team really isn't giving much reason for optimism, honestly. How do you change that, though? That, that's the big question. Obviously, the big change going into this year was the mm -hmm. quarterback spot. Chase Bryce no longer in Durham. Gunnar Holmberg, six touchdowns, six interceptions. Those numbers are miracle work compared to yes. what they saw out of Bryce a year ago. He's not turning the football up as much. Mateo Durant has declined over the past couple of weeks. So how do you change it? Well, here's the thing. Duke is in one of those positions where they are at a de facto uh, deficit due to their academic rigor. And, and, and so – and everybody knows that already. So when yeah. you talk about how to change it, the way that you change a Duke is the same way that you change a Wake Forest is the same way that you change a Vanderbilt. What do I mean by that? You don't expect good teams year in and year out. You build up for your, and I hate to take it back to a basketball reference, but as the NCAA uh, plays their clip every year at the end of the tournament, you build up for your one shining moment. You build up your, your roster to say, you know what? We're not good right now, but in three years, if we can hold on to these players and we can nurture them in our system and we can have them ingratiated fully, and believing and buying into each other, if we just show progress, if we keep chipping away at the rock, it is never the first strike at the rock that cracks it. It's the 509th, but the, the rock doesn't crack because of that one blow 
it cracks because of all those that preceded it. That's what Duke football has to do. They have to be relentless. They have to just keep pounding and just keep saying, you know what? We're not good now, but we've got the guys. We've got the system. We're going we're gonna, to uh, figure out a way to be good. Because, again, it's tough. In the SEC and the ACC, when you have high academic standards, it's really tough. That's the reality. Sure. Right? Like, out west in the Pac-12, Stanford has found a way to, to culminate a little bit of sustained success. In the Big Ten, all of those schools, for the most part, are academic powerhouses. So you're looking at, like, the, the, the playing field is more level. In the SEC and ACC, if you are a school that has very high academic rigor, especially in football, because in basketball, you know, you can get guys in for one year. Good. Goodbye. Gone. Be gone. I never got to hear from you again. I don't care if you had a 0.5 GPA while you're on this campus. But um, football teams, they just got to keep on the rock. And I don't know if Cliff King – I'm not Cliff Kingsbury. Coach Cutcliffe is still the guy to build to those one shining moments. I don't know if he's that anymore. I don't know if he has it in him. That's fair. I mean, just turned 67 back in September, getting up there in age for sure. Duke already, of course, going through the final year of Mike Krzyzewski, could be mm-hmm. looking for a new football coach as well. Kitten Gibbs is joining us here today on Locked on Blue Devils. He is the host of Locked on Wolfpack, as well as a colleague of mine on Locked on ACC. How do we fix the problem that is Duke and NC State playing football every one million years, it feels like, Kenton? You know, this is one of those things that I'm super passionate about. And, and, and people think that I'm, I'm like the, the guy that's just shaking my hand at the clouds <laughs> railing against nothing. Teams need to play each other more often, period. It doesn't matter how far you are away from each other. I think that these college football teams, in the way that we have our conference set up now, we can still hold the traditional uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? We can still hold the traditional divisions, if you so please. But we can rotate the schedule so that no player that plays a full four years goes without seeing uh, Lane Stadium up in Blacksburg. It is an amazing experience. <laughs> players should get that. No player should go uh, four years without playing the school. It's right down the street. Duke and NC State need to play more. And I'm not just saying that because Duke is bad right now. I'm saying that that needs to happen right. just for both of our fan bases. It's so much proximity overlap. We need to have a little, hey, we got bragging rights this year. We got (laughs) bragging rights this year. It needs to happen. And honestly, even if I didn't say Duke is the worst team in the world, NC State will find a way to lose one here and there. That's just what (laughs) NC State does. So with that being said, we need to find a way. I I don't know what's going on with this quote-unquote alliance thing, but one thing that they need to work out for sure is allowing these teams to play each other more often because we need to see more matchups across uh, divisions in the conference. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like you said, we play each other once every, what, seven years? Yeah. Yeah, seven. That's ridiculous. I wanted to let people know, since 2010, it's only been twice. It was in 2013 and then 2020. Uh, Up until 2003, it was every single year, but then there was a large drop-off where uh, you've got to wait for the rotations to hit properly between divisions, and the campuses are so close. I want to see state fans – to be able to have a true opinion of Wallace Wade Stadium, not from what they see on television, yes. but from personal experience. Yeah, and vice versa with the Carter. People don't understand how electric the Carter is when NC State has a really good team. People really and truly don't understand. People hear about, oh, well, all their fans leave at halftime. I promise you, if you just come around for the first and second quarter, you'll know good and well, hold on, wait a minute, even when the fans <laughs> do leave, 
Like it, it, the damage is already done. Our quarterback couldn't hear the cadence for the first two quarters, and I had to go straight clap snaps. So I mean, at the end of the day, I I am I am a staunch advocate for if you want to keep the visits good, as you please. I don't really care for them, but if you want to keep them, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is this idea that it's okay for teams to go seven years off playing each other because they're in different divisions. That's ridiculous. They're in the yeah. same conference. They're in the same conference. Now, let's line them up and play some football. We've got to figure it out. We've got to figure it out because here I am chatting with you, Kenton. Of course, you played in the ACC, played at NC State yourself, a defensive tackle. I guess you didn't even get to play Duke then if they played 2013, 2020. Never in your years as a member of the football team was Duke on, on the schedule. Uh, no, sir. Not at all. Not at all. Um, it, it is – I tore my Achilles in 2013, so uh, that season did not get to play him, and then there was never again. And, I again, it's one of those things I like I like so many things about Duke. I, I have met plenty of Duke students. I've uh, met some of my fraternity brothers from Duke. I have been to the campus. It's absolutely beautiful. I want us to uh, play each other simply for – a better appreciation and understanding of each other as fan bases, right? Because we can all do like the viral memes of like, aha, the, the Duke kid is the snazzy dressed kid <laughs> with the, with the, oh, don't touch me in my protractor. <laughs> and like, and that uh, every NC State grad is just saying, yeehaw, it's me and my bail of hay against everybody. <laughs> but that's not the reality. I want us to get to play each other. I want us to get to see each other and, and have a, a, a better um, working relationship per se in that sense. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's so good. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors to choose from, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and more. As Built Bars are healthy and great for the health conscious guy. Covered in 100% chocolate. That's a crime. That shouldn't be fair. And yet it's still good. Soft and easy to chew. And it is good for you. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. A great flavor like peanut butter. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. You need to go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action that you need here in 2021. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Also use promo code Locked On From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Kenton Gibbs joining us here on the program today, talking all things ACC football on Locked On Blue Devils. We'll get to a, a little basketball conversation in a moment as well. But, but Kenton, I've got to ask you, 
Looking at tomorrow, Duke plays Wake Forest on the road. They're the number 13 team in the country. They haven't lost a game yet. You mentioned the game versus Army. The statistical anomaly, that is 17 minutes worth of possession, 70 points on the scoreboard. I know the option factors into that, but that's still crazy that they were able to pull something off like that. Oh, absolutely. Is there any, 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 any chance that Duke can make this game competitive? And maybe yes. even win it. Yes. Yeah. Th- this is not a situation. I-, I need people to understand something here. Wake Forest, in the beginning of the season, their team was hot as a whole, right? Like their team was going out there balling. The first four games of the season, the, the total amount of points that they allowed combined in those games was about 57, I want to say. You're looking at 30, 40. Yeah, so 57 points allowed – in the first four games combined. Yeah. They allowed 56 against Army. Like, they allowed one less point in the last one game than they did in the first four combined. <laughs> and then you don't – that's not even talking about the UVA and Louisville game. Right. So, you're looking at a situation where Duke has a, a rare opportunity. You know, you know what they say, if you can't come and dance at the party, what's the next best thing? Putting a turd in the, in the punch bowl. Duke can do that to wait for a season if they can find a way to put up points. If Gunner can be a Gunner in a good way, not yeah. a Chase Bryce Gunner, <laughs> but if Gunner can be a guy who slings it around, who opens up the box, because we all know the, the, the news is out on Duke. Put in eight in the box, put in nine in the box, play man, and let everything else sort itself out from there. Don't let Mateo beat you and you'll be all right. If Gunner can be serviceable enough, to just hit open receivers because Wake Forest is going to be, I'm in your face all night. We're going, man, me and you. If y'all can open up the box and get pressure off of Mateo Durant, y'all got a shot. Their defense, Wake's defense is not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. Me and you could go out there and do something against that uh, Wake Forest defense. And I'm going to tell you, I got two surgically repaired Achilles that would scream at me. <laughs> I beg your pardon. We're going to do what against who? <laughs> so that's just the reality there. I can't wait. I'm excited to watch it. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I wasn't as optimistic until you just broke it down to me, broke it down for me a second ago. But uh, yeah, I'm just curious. Coming off of a bye week for Duke, what does that offense look like? The defense as well. Speaking of defense, one of the leaders of this Duke team so far, everybody knew about Shaka Hayward, right? The leading tackler Mm -hmm. coming back at the linebacker spot. But Dwayne Carter on the defensive front in the interior barely played last year, Kenton, and going into the year, he was already a captain. Coach Cutcliffe had him go do the entire media tour because he wanted the world to know about Mr. Carter. What do you think about his play so far this year? You know, first of all, I would like to say that I need these colleges to stop lying about these players' heights and size. Okay, <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Carter is not 6'3", 300 pounds, but that's all right. He's still a – I'm sorry, yeah, Mr. Carter is still a baller. He still does his job well. He's a defensive tackle that I love seeing play because he plays with fire. He plays with passion. His motor is always running high. And he uses that um, 6-3, I'm putting up air quotes for the folks who can't see me, frame to get under guys, lift them up. And and he does a great job in pass rushing as well. He's a defensive tackle with a lot of pass rush juice that it's it's rare to see. It's rare to see a defensive tackle that uh, can both anchor against the run and show juice and pass rush. He, hey, more power to him. He may be uh, one of the next NFL players coming out of Duke, of course, defensively. When does NC State start talking about basketball? 
<sighs> we we start talking about it at the end of football season. And I took a deep side. You there, haven't made the transition yet. Not, no, 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 not, okay. not yet. Not yet. Only because. And I want this, you to speak for the collective fan base, which is what you're doing right now. But that, that is always something that, that is curious to me. You have not started the basketball conversation. No, no, no. But see, here's the thing with see. Okay. So the, the university of no consequences or UNC, as some likes <laughs> to call them, uh, they, they start talking about basketball season early, regardless of what's going on with football. Duke is not exactly in the same way from what I'm gauging and what I'm hearing. There's like, if you're really good, you hold off on basketball for a moment, but basketball is going to come in at some point. NC State is purely about how good is football? Because if our football team is really good, if we've got a chance to win the ACC, hold off (laughs) on the court right now. We don't need to just talk about that at the moment. We'll get back to it in a minute. But yeah, no, um, I I honestly think that NC State basketball is going to be a little better than people are giving them credit for. But right now, the football team is in the thick of a hunt for an ACC title. And that's just the reality. If this NC State football team can do what we need to do and uh, basically win the games that we're supposed to win going down a stretch, which is technically we're going to be favored in all of them. So with that being said, if we can do that, we'll end up in an ACC championship, most likely against Pitt. And, and we'll get to see – we'll get to see uh, Devin Leary, Kenny Pickett 2.0 – and the last one didn't disappoint. It was extremely right. exciting. So we're, we're not exactly at talking about basketball yet, but we are. We do have some good things rolling on the basketball court as well. I'm trying to find some exciting games for NC State basketball and then on-conference, Kenton, because that's what I just love before we get into ACC play. Duke, of course, their very first game of the season is against Kentucky. They've got right. Gonzaga on the schedule. The ACC Big Ten Challenge is always a good one. They've got a top-10 Ohio State team. I don't see a whole lot of fun games in the non-conference for NC State. Pretty boring, if I'm being honest, until you get into league play. And you know what? I'll take that. Okay with that, yeah. (laughs) I'll own that, exactly. I'm not going to – listen, at the end of the day, we're going to be a team that is reliant upon freshmen that have been overlooked to a certain extent. Um, Terquavian Smith is – now, I've never heard Coach Keats use this word before because he's an older gentleman. He said – so Quavian Smith is what the kids like to call a bucket. Now, <laughs> now that's not Coach Keith's style. Coach Keith is the type of guy that – I need to hear him you. say that in his voice. This oh, he said it. He, yeah, he okay. said it. It's, it's, the clip is out there. I'll send you the clip after we finish this episode. But, but to Quavian Smith is a guy that is known as a bucket, and a lot of people are referring to Breon Pass as like a four-man Steph Curry. Like they say that he's got a passing ability and shooting off the dribble, shooting from range ability like we've rarely ever seen. And I'm like – well, wait a minute. What? What? What is? What is this that people are talking about? So I need to see them. And also, people say that the biggest step that players who stay in programs for a long time take is in their freshman to sophomore year. I'm excited to see what Cam Hayes looks like in year yeah. two. Had it not been for COVID, I have no doubt in my mind that Cam Hayes would have been either the winner or runner-up in ACC freshman of the year last year. I have no doubt in my mind about that. He played out of his mind until COVID hit. And even afterwards, he started to regain his confidence shooting the ball. He started distributing the ball a little better. I enjoyed watching him play. And that's what I'm saying. He got better and better as the year went on. And had it not been for that COVID pause where he kind of fell off a cliff afterwards, I think that he would have been in contention for ACC freshman of the year. So you combine all that with big Manny Bates, one of the best shot blockers, if not the best shot blocker in the country. A guy that was 
every time you ask a player in the ACC who's the hardest guy to score on, if, if they're being honest with themselves, well, uh, that Manny Bates around the rim, he's, he's a tough <laughs> one. He's a tough one. So with that being said, this, this NC State basketball team gives me a lot of reason for excitement. But also, I'm not mad that we've got, what is that, Bucknell, uh, Bucknell Cornell, and, and a bunch of other Central Connecticut State and Texas Southern. I'm not mad at it. I need to go lie to you. I need to go lie to you because at the end of the day, there is, there is a situation where when you have an experienced team, when you have a really good team, or you have a team full of five stars, you can go out and play those tough games. And your team, even if they get beat down early, they'll know, like, eh, sorry, it's okay. We'll, we'll work through this. I don't want my bucket into Quavian Smith, my poor man Steph Curry, my second-year guard in Cam Hayes. I don't want them going and getting their heads beat in, uh, going through a, a gauntlet of a non-conference schedule, and then having to come into ACC play and Duke's waiting there on you like, hey – it's our coach's last year, so we're going to do everything we can to beat you guys down. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for basketball, man. You just got me fired up. And uh, like you said, you're representing NC State, who's locked in on the rest of the football season before we switch over. This is outstanding. What do you think the final year of Coach K is going to look like, Kenton, as someone yeah. who doesn't follow Duke as closely as others? I, I, I think that uh, Coach K is a, um, a figure that transcends Duke. He transcends ACC. No he doubt. Transcends, he transcends sport, honestly. So with that being said, his last year will be a lot like a, a Mariano Rivera, a Kobe last year, where we saw them get all of their flowers in such an ornate and beautiful and classy way. That's what we're going to see out of this season. Everywhere that Coach K goes, they're going to be giving them some lifetime achievement award plaque, <laughs> even if that lifetime achievement is just – uh, your your all time career record against us being like eighty three and, and five or something like that is like hey coach K you're here we got to give you something we're gonna put up a montage of <laughs> all of our best moments beating you or something like that which is only gonna be like ten of them but hey <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get it anyway I think that he's gonna get um, all of his flowers all throughout the season and honestly he deserves it he deserves it I mean if you really look at the landscape of not only the ACC but college basketball and USA basketball. If you look at what Coach K has done for those entities, it can't be argued that he deserves to be celebrated on a grand scale. How frequently does Dennis Smith Jr.'s dunk as time's expiring at Cameron Indoor pop into your mind? Um, you know – Like, I, is I'm that gonna, one of the top Duke-NC State moments that you've experienced? I, I'm going to be quite honest with you, right? Because of everything that came on the back end of that, it doesn't really pop into my head too often. Okay, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. With everything, that I'm a little surprised there, by that. I'm a little surprised. But but let me tell you why. I I don't like. There are certain times where like I feel like wins are vacated unjustly, and I'm like, oh, it's not fair. It's not right. They had nothing to do with what the like Reggie Bush getting paid and all that. I'm like, oh, that's not really um, uh, fair that that happened and all that. With with Godfrey, it's like a repeated thing. Like it's yeah. he does that everywhere he goes. Fun fact about Godfrey, the school that he went to after NC State is now also under investigation for improper benefits to recruits. It's not like, you know, Godfrey, wherever he goes, the man is, is he is like, imagine the exact opposite of the Midas touch. Like everything that you touch just dies, rots, goes terribly. That's what Coach Godfrey's got. Like it's, it's the Godfrey uh. touch. And, and when I look back at that dunk, don't get me wrong, it was exciting. 
Dennis Smith Jr. was a great player while he was here. He was super excited. Dennis Smith Jr. is the reason that I met J. Cole in person. Because when uh, they were playing Wake Forest, J. Cole was sitting right in front of me and Parth Abdiah. Uh, he is now a journalist covering Penn State. But we were sitting behind him. And I'm like, oh, man, that's J. Cole. And he was there to see Dennis. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for Dennis. That's awesome. For giving me that experience. But with that being said, that time in NC State history is really like a, do we got to talk about it? I mean, <laughs> if we got to talk about it, we'll talk about it. But, uh. <laughs> oh, man. Look, earlier today you complimented my professionalism, which I certainly appreciate. I want to compliment your analogies. They're second to none. I laugh every time I'm listening to you on Locked on ACC each and every week, which I want people to certainly check out. Go ahead and plug your social medias, Kenton, and, and tell me a little bit about your podcast you got going on. Well, I did get a blue check today on Twitter. so I, I noticed I, that. I, I noticed was, that. Check I'm it sort out, of man. a big deal now. I'm <laughs> sort of a big deal. But anywho, uh, you can find Kenton, the journalist, at uh, LO underscore Wolfpack. That is where you can find the Locked on Wolfpack official Twitter page. It, that is mainly uh, used for live tweeting games and tweeting out memes of disappointment or excitedness. And uh, that's you can also find Locked on Wolfpack. The podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, you can also find me at Facts Over Acts. That is a podcast, a weekly podcast that I run with two very good friends of mine. And um, TGIF underscore Kenton, that's the verified account. But just be warned, you're going to get Kenton the human, Kenton the man, much more than just Kenton the sports journalist. And the analogies continue. They just extend to things <laughs> and get a little more R-rated, get a little more TVMA. But yeah, everything is uh, everything. And I'm, I'm glad for, I'm glad you invited me on, JJ. It's always great, man. This has been perfect, man. This has been the reverse Midas touch. I mean, I'm going to start using that myself. That Listen, was money man, in the bank. There's, there's some people that everywhere they go, just nothing but destruction and grossness <laughs> and allegations and – and, and investigations follow. Godfrey's one of those people. <laughs> if you look, yeah, Alabama after he left, yep. NC State after he left, the newest place that he went. He's just one of those people. He's no got doubt. the Godfrey touch. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, Kitten. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for having me, JJ. That's my very good buddy, Kitten Gibbs, joining us here today on Lockdown Blue Devils. Thank you again to Kenton Gibbs for joining us on today's program. Like I told him, I'll say it again. I think his analogies are so incredible. I wish I was that creative in that sense like he is. He's hilarious to listen to and really enjoy chatting with him. He's one of my colleagues on Locked on ACC. I'm every Tuesday. Kenton's on the program every Monday, of course, chopping it up with our friend Candace Cooper. So check out Locked on ACC wherever you get your podcasts. Duke and Wake Forest tomorrow should be a good one. Best of luck to our Blue Devils. Follow the program on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to leave those five-star ratings and reviews. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.